Praise the name of the Lord. Uh, one other announcement I needed to make. Don't I want to remind you, don't forget Friday night is a chili supper. The pastor's famous chili's on board. And uh, so if you ha haven't got tickets, there's tickets you can purchase after the service at the ministry desk. They're $15. Children eat free. Or you can buy tickets at the door. Someone asks, can I buy tickets at the door? Yes, you can. Friday night, though. So we hope you see there. All the proceeds will go to our debt relief fund. So we encourage you to be a part of it. Plus, have some good food. All right, tonight, we're going to get into our word. And uh, I'd like for you to welcome Ricky Cochran tonight as he comes. God is good. <clears throat> Did you catch the words in those songs? God is amazing. And the first song, it said, the battle's over. Hey, I can get down. It's over. We've won. Then why do we struggle? Huh? Why do we struggle? Brother Bill was struggling the other day. Can you believe Brother Bill Marvin was struggling? Huh? And he asked me to pray with him. I was honored. I was blown away. And so I prayed with Brother Bill. He was having a sickness. And he said, come up to me. He was over on a Monday night group. You remember that, Bill? And you come over and said, Ricky, I just need you to pray with me. That's That's awesome. You know, we are to team up with one another in our struggles. Cindy, come, we come down for Sunday morning. Man, I'm already getting started, and I want, I want to slow down. But anyway, Cindy come down Sunday morning. We come down for prayer. We all come down. And I was praying over there, and, and I heard Alicia speak up to her. I want to tell you something. I need to talk to you. She wanted to share with her her struggle. And so she went over there and she shared with her her struggle. Why? Because we are to carry our brother, right? We are to take care of one another. And so we should help one another in their struggles. Who likes to struggle? Nobody. But you know what? I like to get involved in struggles. Why? dumb no because when you get involved in someone's struggle there's victory coming and that's what we're to be about we need that victory I love getting in somebody's struggle and watching the God show up and show out because then the glory comes and so there's great victory in someone's struggle so plug in. Maybe, and then when you're coming up to your struggle, someone will help you, right? But the battle's over. We've only just begun. I was sitting out there in the parking lot, and Cindy went in, come in to eat, and she said, Come on in. I said, No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sit here. I had a little more studying, I wanted I had a little more pondering I wanted to do. So I'm sitting in the parking lot, and I'm watching people get in and out of their car. And some of these people I know, they're struggling. 
I watched Bree get out of the church bus and she's got three little babies with her. God gave her her children back. And now she is a struggling mom. You know, but she's there for the long haul. Man, I've been watching her. I've been praying for her. And I can't even imagine taking on these three children. But they're all hers. But she's, do, she's already, in my opinion, she's already won Mom of the Year award. You know, because I, I get to watch. And I get to pray. And God is working. And he's blessing her in her struggles. He's blessing Alicia in her struggle. Are you back there, Alicia? There she is, way back there. She's blessing Alicia in her struggles. And Cindy joined into that struggle. Well, then she's got to get me in. You know, she's, so she's got to tell me we need to be praying for Alicia's children, you know. And it's, it's serious. We have to pray for one. We have to lift one another up. So I've been thinking a lot about struggles. Randy's got struggles. He's aired it the last two sermons he's preached. Can you tell me what it was? His son. Who said that? Somebody was listening. All right, Jennifer was listening, Randy. So you got more people on your team. But I've been praying for Caleb, right? I've, been, I've got Caleb West written down on my list. And the other day... You shared with me that he likes pool tournaments, right? He likes to go to pool tournaments. The other day, I was praying for him. And God said, man, there's victory coming. But God showed me something. Or maybe, or maybe I asked God something. But I saw Jesus sitting over on a bar stool. And I saw Caleb looking at him. And can you imagine what he thought when he saw Jesus sitting on that bar stool and him over there playing a pool tournament? Man, I, I just can't even imagine. It's a glory hallelujah moment, isn't it? But he's the only one that saw him. And you think about that. He looks around. Did you, did, you, did you see what I saw? No. He got to see Jesus sitting over watching him. So I don't know, but when we take on a prayer request, when we take on a struggle, I think God shows up. And I think God's going to show out. I love it when he shows up and shows out. I go around on Monday night and, and usually... Cassie, when she, she teaches over her, she don't let me go around the room because she's too long-winded. But this week she said, well, I ain't got but 20 minutes, so you can go ahead and go around the room. So I get to go around the room, we get names, and we get testimonies. And man, we, we get to see what God's doing in the group, who he's showing up and who he's showing out for. And we get blessed, don't we, Bill? Man, that just gets us all fired up, you know. And, and I'm excited when I, when I, whenever I get to teach because... I got them all fired up, and they got me fired up. So I get to share in their struggles. And their struggles are real. Our struggles are real, right? So I want to read you some word. It's in 
First John, now I got in trouble last time I talked because I told you, talked to you about Second Philippians. And uh, there ain't no Second Philippians what I heard. It's all Andy's fault because she didn't get up here and read for me. She normally reads for me. Well, on Monday night, I make her do all the reading, and she gets up there and she keeps me straight. Well, anyway, this is 1 John chapter 2, and I think we're going to start about verse, I'm thinking verse 20. I didn't write down the verse numbers on my page. I was doing a study, and, and I just, when, I, when I started writing, I just kept writing. And the next thing I know, I didn't, I didn't even know what verse I was in. And I was entering into the next chapter. And so I'm actually behind on my reading. I caught up with last year about three days ago. So I just started the new year in Genesis. I'm in Genesis chapter 6 now. But I see there's, there's catch-up dates. So I ought to be able to catch up. But my problem is I get to writing and I can't get a, I, sometimes I can't even get a chapter in. Got to run out of time. You know, or I think I run out of time. And so I get behind, but I'm going to catch up this time. I'm pretty sure I'm going to catch up, but who knows? You never know what God's going to lay on your heart. So I wrote this down. It's not might not be word for word. It might be my version. You know, we have, we have our own version of what God says to us. But we're in 1 John and chapter 2. And boy, this is going to go along with Randy's sermon Sunday. So see if you can pick it up. <clears throat> All right. Um, I'm going to go ahead and start up here at the top. I am writing these things to you so you may not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. He is the propitiation of our sins, not ours only, but also for the sins of the world. If you keep his word, in you the love of God is perfected. Do you catch that? How is your love of God doing? Is it perfected? Are you doing good there? Are you struggling there? Are you loving your neighbor? You know, are you loving yourself? Love people. Man, God just, oh, I got a Walmart experience. Have I ever told you about one of my Walmart stories? I am well known for Walmart. About two times a year I go. Well, guess where I went Monday? I went to Walmart. Cindy's idea. And so we go to what we're supposed to be going to eat dinner. She said, well, we need to run by Walmart. Look at these vests they got on sale. Okay. So I, we go into Walmart. I said, we need, to go in the, we need to go around back. We need to go through the back way and slip through the back aisles and everything will be fine. Because <clears throat> Walmart always costs me an hour. Never fails. And I ain't got an hour. You know, I just ain't got an hour to, to be in Walmart. <clears throat> And so here I am, we're in Walmart, and, and we went and looked at the vest, and they're not going to fit, so we get out of that, and I said, I want to go look at the bicycles. I always like to look at the bicycles, you know. I said, so let's go over and look at the bicycles. We go, we look at the bicycles, and lo and behold, we run into somebody. And you know what? It was some of our old church friends where we used to go to church at, and you know what he said? He said, what are you doing in Walmart? He's already heard some of my Walmart stories. He said, this is one place you don't like to go, right? Yeah, you're right, Jack. I don't like to go into Walmart, but you know what? It's a pleasure getting to visit with you because I haven't seen you in 
two or three years, you know. So we sit there right there on the corner of the bicycle aisle, probably 30, 35 minutes visiting one another. We got caught up, you know, in our Jesus relationship. And we got to spend a little, and I was excited about my Walmart adventure. And I probably need to get more excited because God always provides a way. And Walmart might be my way. I might have to be a door greeter. Wow, I can't imagine. <laughs> that wouldn't be no fun, would it? Huh? Somebody that don't like to go to Walmart and have to be a door greeter? Yuck, yuck, yuck. Now, I'm a, I'm a crumb kind of guy. I like to pick up crumbs. Uh, did I finish reading? I don't think I did. I better go ahead and finish my word, then we can get back. Okay, we're talking about God's love is perfected in you. If you abide in him, you should walk as he did. Hmm. Whoever says he is in the light and hates his brother is still in darkness. Have you known people like that? Man, I, I know people like that. I, I know a guy that, that says he loves Jesus, but he hates his brother. How can you do that? Man, I just, I don't get that. Because if you love Jesus, the love of Jesus should come through you. And you should succumb to your brother. And you should lift him up. You should, you should make that reconciliation. Ain't that what it's all about? He should be reconciled unto his brother. Do not love the world. Do not desire the things of the world. We must be about our Father's business. You have been anointed by the Holy One, and you have all knowledge. The anointing abides in you. The anointing breaks that yoke, don't it? See, that was one of them crumbs I picked up the other day. You know, I love picking up the crumbs because in them crumbs are nuggets. And man, I love the joy of the nuggets. And so we was talking about the anointing and the anointing abides in you and the anointing teaches you about everything and that everything is in the anointing is true. Abide in him. You know that he is righteous. You may be born of him. You may be sure that everyone who practiced righteousness has been born of him. Okay, I'm going to jump right down into Psalms 36. How precious is our steadfast love of God. God sends us out daily. No, I better back up. The children of mankind take refuge in the shadow of your wings. God sends us out daily to speak to the lost. Look around and see who he has placed in your space. Pray for the opportunity to share. We have that opportunity, don't we? Every day. But do we do it? Do we jump into it? Are we moving in God's way, not Ricky's way? You know, we have the opportunity to share. Cassie taught January the 1st. We actually had groups January the 1st. And I said, Cassie, you need to teach it because this is your class. That was my night, but I surrendered. Well, it's easy sometimes to surrender. So I surrendered it to Cassie. I said, you need to teach this. It's your group this first night of the year. And she was excited. And she shared with us 
about the seed sower, sowing seeds. You know, and, and we, know all, we know about where the seeds go and, and how some of them come and how some of them don't. Well, anyway, she said, we all have a field. And I caught this. Everybody has a field. And we are to plant our seeds in our field. And so I'm thinking, that's pretty good, you know. We got to put some seeds into the field. But are we aware of our field? Are we aware of who's in our field? Fields are wide unto harvest. But are you aware of who is in your field? You know, at Walmart, was I aware who was in my field? We're out every day somewhere. God's, God's sends us out. So it might be a workplace. I don't know where you go. But wherever you go, you're in a field. And you're planting seeds, just like a farmer. And you need to be aware of who is in your field. That was just a little crumb that Cassie had dropped and I picked up on. You know, I love picking up those crumbs. Like the lady that come to Jesus and Jesus didn't want to heal her because he was there to, to meet the need of the Israelites. And he shared with her. He said, this is for the Israelites. But she said, she looked back into him and she said, but even the dogs eat the crumbs of the master's table. And so we need to be looking about who's in your field. Who's, who's in your path? What's God got for you to do? <clears throat> and this Monday night, Cassie taught again, so she, she left me another little nugget. And Dave was, this guy Dave was up there, and, and he said, well, you know, he said, I have a hard time memorizing Scripture. And Cassie says, I got one for you. Jesus wept. Can you imagine? Can you imagine Jesus weeping? He wept for you. He wept for the sins of all mankind. Why did he weep? You know, he was going, wasn't he going to Lazarus' tomb? And, he, and, and they, why did he weep? You know, I thought about that. Man, I thought, man, a, a good preacher could take that and probably teach a whole year on it because that's deep. I think you could get real deep and Jesus wept. But why did he weep? I was thinking, well, did he weep because of Mary's unbelief or Martha's unbelief? Did he weep because of my unbelief? You know, did he weep because of my rebellion? Did he weep because of your rebellion? Two little words. Jesus wept. And I thought, there's no weeping in heaven, is there? No more tears, right? 
And so that, to me, that, that excited me. But Jesus wept for you and for me. That's powerful. That's amazing. And the battle's over, right? It said he forgot our sins. One of them songs up there said, he forgot our sins. Just like that. Where's your sins? They're gone. Far as the east is to the west, right? No more. He don't look upon them. We still remember them, no, don't we? You know, we ain't let the battle get away, have we? Battle's won. We didn't let it go. We got to let that get away. We got to let it run. Jesus has got so much in store for us. It's just amazing how good he is. How about the pastor's sermon Sunday morning? God is up to something. Man, is he ever. You know, I intercede for a lot of people. It's just my nature. I see someone struggling. I might not get involved in their struggle, but I intercede for them. Because I feel, man, I just feel a burden for them at that time. And so I'll, I'll sit there and I'll just pray over them. And I'll pray for them. Sometimes during worship, got to point someone out to me. And instead of getting to worship, I just start praying over that particular person's need. I don't know what it is, <clears throat> but it's just, just something that God shares with me. The other morning, I don't know if it was the morning service or the evening service, but Nashay come across here and she grabbed her daughter and about four of them youth girls come out there with her and they all had a little circle going on over there. And man, they was some power in that circle. You know, I could feel it back over where I was at. And then I was just praying over them, you know, because that's powerful. Those, those young girls was, man, they was, they was getting on. They was praying. And, and it was happening here. And it was happening here. And it was happening over there. You know, the anointing was here. Where are we? Are we plugged in? Are we doing our call? We've got so much to do. And are you expecting? Well, what a nugget that was. That was the first sermon of the year, wasn't it, Randy? Are you expecting God to move in 2024? I think every time you come in them doors, you ought to be expecting something great to happen. Let that unbelief go away. We struggle with unbelief. We struggle with doubt. But let it go away. Every time you walk through the door, I'm excited to go to church. I'm excited to see people. I'm excited that Joe's going to get a new leg. You know, but that's not the leg I'm praying for. You know, I'm praying for the one to grow from bone to bone to bone. You know, and the first time he walked in the door there, I said, Joe, we're going to pray for a new leg. Not one of them prosthetics, but a real leg. God's going to show up and show out. 
Size 12, see, maybe he'll get a 13, maybe he'll be an oddball, huh? No, you don't want a 13 and a 12. Oh, one pair, wait, okay. You could always buy some toilet paper and stuff in there, you know. But God wants to move. And it's, it's our responsibility to jump in the boat and be ready. You know, we should have our battle clothes on. We should be on our knees. We should be praying. That's what we're called for on Wednesday nights, to come pray, to come get, to come get let the anointing flow. Man, the, the musicians do an awesome job getting it started. You know, and the words of those songs are so powerful. Man, they, and Miranda gets up here sometimes and she just gets carried away. You know, God gets up on her and she just, whoo, she just gets excited. And I get blessed, don't you? And when, it, when, Amanda, when Miranda gets excited, I get, when Terry gets excited, I just shut up. Because I love my brother, man. When he gets excited, he just makes me happy. You know, I am happy to serve a mighty God. One who is able to meet all our needs. One who is able to meet all our struggles. And I encourage you to get involved in someone else's struggle. You know, just move right in, right next to them and just start working in their struggle. And watch God show up and watch the victory fall. You know, because there's victory in Jesus. And so all we got to do is show up into God's struggle and someone else's struggle and watch God move. And I'm involved in several struggles. There's a lady that comes to our group, just got married about three months ago. Her name's Tammy, and she's, had a, she's got a struggle. She got called out for a drug test, and she says without a shadow of a doubt that she's not guilty, that the medicine that she takes has caused this drug test to fail. Well, no matter how hard and how much she struggled with it, they still give her 30 days in a dry-out center. And she hated it. She didn't, she just, she was struggling with it. And I kept praying for her. And every morning I'd get up and I'd study and I'd write her name on my sheet. Tammy Harris, struggling. You know, and I'd pray for her. I talked to her husband Monday night at groups. I said, JR, how long has Tammy been in? I said, and how's she doing? And I text him, try to text him once a week just to see how she's doing. And he said, she's doing well. I said, praise the Lord. Because when she comes out, she's going to have a testimony. I believe she's going to have an awesome testimony. You know, because how God showed up and showed out on her behalf. And, you know, that's, that's, it was hard for her to go in. But God has a reason for everything, don't he? You know, we don't know whose life she might influence by being in there. She might influence the counselor. Who knows? But God put her in there for a reason. And sometimes, sometimes the struggle is hard. But we have to jump in there. And, help, and, and whatever will be, will be. But God's in the center of it, Right? Let him be in. Okay, now I got some wisdom. Where's Jim Leverton? Is he in here? Nope, Jim didn't show up. He's probably out there in the hall listening. 
in your struggle, I know something. I know where you can go snuggle. So what's your problem? When you get in a struggle, go snuggle. Get right as close to Jesus as you can. I didn't say get next to summer, Joe. I said get next to Jesus. And snuggle up with Jesus and watch his glory come out upon you. And watch your struggle go away. You know, the word says, let him have it all. And we want to hold on to it. How silly are we? Let him have it. You know, it's your time to snuggle with the Lord. And the more you snuggle, the more you're going to be happy. The more you're going to be excited about what's going to take place. Because when Jesus shows up, he normally shows out. And I just can't imagine such a glorious time as Jesus showing out on your behalf. <clears throat> I was uh, on Facebook the other day. Hmm. Another nugget. <clears throat> Jennifer and Roger posted a post. You back there, Jennifer? You listening? She posts a lot of posts. <laughs> and usually they're good scriptures. She puts a lot of scriptures on there. And she put on there... She took a picture of her doorpost. And on her doorpost, you can see where they've been anointing the doorpost. Said, so maybe we've been using too much oil. No! You haven't been using too much oil. Anoint that doorpost. Man, when people walk in your house, you want that anointing to fall upon them. You want your house protected. You know what I'm saying? Anoint your door. Get you. We had a, some little bottles of anointing oil, didn't we, Randy? I hope you still got you. I hope you've emptied it. No, I'm talking about them little ones. You give everybody. You give everybody a little jar of anointing oil one day. I hope you're using your anointing oil. I hope you take it. I hope you put it in your pocket. I run off and leave mine a lot. And I think, man, I could have used it today. You know, this ought to be your number one weapon. You got the word, and then you got the anointing oil. Man, you ought to be you ought to be set to go. We need to be using that anointing oil. <clears throat> we need to be anointing everything we can, anointing all our brothers and our sisters. People are struggling. Let them know that you're in it. You're in there for them. You want to help them. You want to be their partner. Let's uh, go ahead and start with prayer. And while you're coming down, I'm going to pray for what's going on in the facility, and then we'll, we'll get a little deeper. But, you know, we got youth going on out there. And I, I really believe that someone's going to get saved over there. You know, because there's always some unsaved kids over in the youth group. You know, and so I'm praying that, that one of them will get saved. Tonight. And there's some kids in the children's ministry. I pray that one of them will get saved tonight. God's ready to move and God's ready to work on their behalf. And so help me to pray as I start my prayer that we're going to pray for those ministries. And before I do it, Mallory showed up Monday night. No, she was already here Monday night when we showed up. 
Patrick was teaching Maggie basketball practice. And so I got to sit down with Mallory and listen to her heartbeat. Man, that's powerful. And then whenever she got done, Patrick sat down a while. So I got to listen to Patrick's heartbeat. You know, and just got the love on them. And then they end up staying for group. And so they got to listen to Cassie teach, you know. And so God is amazing. And he's wanting to move in a mighty way. So here, let's go ahead and pray for those groups. 